Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain. Good to have you with me again on our podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming life's everyday challenges. So good to have you with me again on episode 195. If you are new to our podcast, so glad that you are with us. Take a chance to browse around wherever you may be listening. 195 of these episodes. There's a lot of content out there, and I hope that it adds value to you and your leadership journey. And also, if you are a regular listener, as always, thank you so much for joining back with me again this week. If you want to know more about me, LanceBain.com, there are many additional resources there that you can find, and I hope that those will be meaningful for you as you continue to move forward and grow as a leader. This is episode 195. As always, hey, would love for you to like, share with a friend, leave a review, leave a rating wherever you may be listening. I would really appreciate that. Be so thankful for you and your willingness to partner with us in that way and help us continue to get the word out there about ordinary people and extraordinary lives. I think the believe that the the bridge between just an ordinary person like myself and and like you and actually living an extraordinary life that has meaning and contributes and is lived for the uh, service of others and the well-being of others is leadership. Leadership is essential for creating positive environments, enjoyable environments, effective environments, environments that bring and add value, solve problems, create, innovate, contribute, um, advocate, do the work of justice, do the work in technology or arts or the family or education or in ministry, a church context, a spiritual context. Leadership is essential for creating positive environments. And have you ever wondered, what are the table of contents that equal a positive work environment? Well, that is what we're going to talk about today. What are the table of contents that equal a positive in work environment? If leadership is essential for creating positive environments, then what are the table of contents that compose that positive environment? That is to say, what are the components or the contents, what is it that leadership contributes and has a unique ability to form, to contribute, to make available, to affirm, to validate, to authorize, to come underneath and support? What are those positive things? And so we begin to experience, hey, the leaders that I'm serving and the people that I'm serving as a leader are actually experiencing a very positive environment. Let me share with you today four simple contributions, four simple ideas and ways to think and to to act and to be as a leader that done well and done consistently, continuing to grow and continuing to learn that these four factors, these four contributors, if you will, I think will be uh, catalytic and meaningful and useful for you in creating the positive environment that leaders are called to create. Number one, number one, vision and purpose. And leaders primarily are calling people to a vision and to a purpose. And leadership is the idea that we're moving from point A to point B. We are going somewhere. And we are going somewhere for a reason. 
And so leadership cast vision. Here's where we're going. Here's a picture of the preferred future. And here's a picture of as much as a leader can see and can understand. Here's what I envision that path looking like between here and our preferred future. And then leaderships are all leadership is also able to some degree to answer the why question. Why are we actually going there? Why are we actually doing this? Vision and purpose. The people that we lead want to live for something bigger than themselves. We are long past the days of people just punching the clock, 9 to 5, 9 to 5, 9 to 5. Many, many people still do that. But friends, what would it be like as a leader if you offered those that you lead something bigger than just the 9 to 5 punching the clock? I've experienced in the organization that I lead that people want vision, they want purpose, they want to contribute to something that is bigger than themselves, and they want to enjoy it. They want to have a workplace that is gives them the resources they need and the kind of relationships, which we'll talk about in just a moment, that are enjoyable, and the environment and the general atmosphere of the whole place is kind of enjoyable, and they like coming there. I mean, if we just think about it practically, most of the people that we lead are giving 35, 30, 35, 40, maybe 50, maybe 60, maybe even more hours a week than that. And it needs to be a place that they enjoy, something where others can add value and work adds value to them. I believe this is part of a leader creating vision and purpose, that this is a part of our table of contents, if you will. Chapter one, vision and purpose. We want to lead the kind of organism and organization, and those are those are different. The organism is the life. It is the breath. It is the, it is the movement and the fluidity and the way in which everybody sort of relates to each other. The organism, it lives, it breathes. The organization are your systems, your, value, your values, your policies that are pretty structured and just kind of offer that space. Think of it this way. Your values, your policies, your systems are like the walls of your favorite family room at your home, but the furniture, the ambiance, the laughter, the joke-telling, the watching movies, the crying together, the, 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 the wrestling, the playing, the sharing secrets, the life that happens in that living room, it's not done for the value of the walls. It's done for the value of the relationship. And that's what your organism an organization has, it needs to be a place where people can add value and it adds value to them. Leaders have access to resources that can create opportunities for others. You have the ability to allocate dollars, to allocate facilities, to allocate time, to allocate additional resources, other departments, other teams, and actually create opportunities for people. And leaders We have the delegated authority, the rightful authority that can open doors for others to create opportunities, situations, open doors, chances that they may not otherwise have. Leadership is essential for creating a positive environment. And the first piece of that in our table of contents, chapter one, is vision and purpose. Leaders that falls upon us to communicate it, to communicate it passionately, energetically, authentically, and consistently. Chapter number two, contribution number two, are enjoyable relationships. I talked about this just a second ago. Enjoyable relationships. I've worked at places I don't always enjoy those that I work with. 
And from the very beginning, knowing like, oh, I'm going to have to work with those people. I'm going to have to spend five hours, eight hours, seven hours, six hours. Maybe I think of my friends that are involved in the first responder industry, 24 hours (laughs) with that person. It's not an immediate, enjoyable experience. It can sour the attitude. It can immediately create a heaviness and a slump of the shoulders, or you can see it as an opportunity. You can see it as an opportunity to grow and to get better and to develop your people skills. You know, enjoyable relationships is something that we can contribute because we spend many hours a week with these people. And so the thought that came to my mind is simply this. What kind of friend do I want to be? What kind of friend do you want to be? What kind of friend are you actually? And are you willing to get that kind of feedback? And then what kind of friend do you want? When you think about these relationships at work, are you looking for friendship? At least at at a bare minimum, kindness and being congenial and just being friendly? And then you may not play golf together or have meals together or do vacations together or have some kind of activity together outside of the office. But while you're there, laughter and joy and hope and life and collaboration, connection, creativity, powerful, powerful, powerful. What kind of friend do you want to be and what kind of friend do you want? See, these kinds of relationships, they can offer care when life is difficult. They can bring celebration into your life when something happened in the sales team. Man, you break through. When something happened over here, when something positive happened in your personal life, these friends can celebrate that with you. They also offer a coaching environment where they're really listening and asking you good questions to help you explore and discover clarity and courage and connection and compassion and creativity and kindness and community. Awesome. These friends can also contribute to you. They can come alongside you in ways and contribute emotionally, financially, fiscally, in many ways spiritually. They can contribute to you resources and ideas and love. And they can also challenge us. They can call us to rise higher. And these enjoyable relationships that we as leaders, when we talk about creating a positive work environment, a piece of that are enjoyable relationships where we experience respect and joy. We we experience the strength of each other. And these kinds of relationships, they mirror back to us wonderful, helpful feedback. Not always comfortable, but wonderful and helpful feedback so that we can experience affirmation and avoid burnout. Enjoyable relationships, friends, are really important. All right, we've covered two chapters, vision and purpose, and enjoyable relationships. Leadership is essential for creating a positive environment. And someone may say, well, I'm not for sure what that positive environment entails. How would I, if I were to walk around with you, Lance, for a week, how would I know that you are wanting and working hard to create a positive environment in your workplace? Well, number one, I hope that you hear me regularly talk about vision and purpose at a micro level and a macro level, meaning micro level is one-on-one with someone dropped by in their office or it's a scheduled development meeting, boom, micro one-on-one. Macro is talking to just a larger audience. We also want to have enjoyable relationships where you hear people laughing, sharing stories, sharing heart, connecting relationally, seeing each other and seeing each other's lives authentically, transparently, vulnerably, powerful. Third chapter is challenge and growth. 
challenging growth. We just talked about how these kinds of enjoyable relationships can offer care and celebration, coaching or contribution or challenge. When people come to our places of ministry, our small group, our workplace, our team, whatever it may be, we want to have the kind of place where they can also grow and be challenged. We know, don't we? We all would agree with this, that human nature is we want to grow. Whether we readily admit that or not is another question, another topic. But we want to grow. We are designed for growth. We are designed for expansion and for flourishing. Life is hard, and not everything works in, to the benefit of our growth. And sometimes it's difficult with our attitudes and our circumstances, our situations, and where we are at. But I believe that an attitude of growth is possible, and we want our workplaces to have that attitude of growth. We are designed to keep progressing, to keep pushing the boundaries further. Not in an immoral way, not in a, uh, a way that is damaging to the overall sense of society. I'm talking about just personally. I want to grow in more love. I want to grow in more patience. I want to grow in more compassion, kindness. I want, to, I want to grow in my ability to listen with an understanding ear instead of trying to solve someone's problem or just communicate my viewpoint. We love comfort. And things don't usually grow to their potential as long as they maintain comfortable environments. And a leader's words, your words, my words, can have a deeply meaningful and powerful impact upon others. Your words can be used to challenge your team, to challenge individuals to rise higher. And when you do it, do it with a smile on your face and authenticity in your heart. I personally enjoy telling people that I believe in them because I think there's too much going on in the world of tearing each other down. People don't believe in us. We don't even believe in ourselves. But maybe coming alongside someone and just saying genuinely, lovingly, and willing to back it up with energy and resources and a, a listening heart and a, a, a loving a disposition, I believe in you. Challenge your team to rise higher. Challenge your team to grow personally and professionally. And there needs to be wise boundaries within the personal conversations and the professional conversations. And I'm not asking you to violate in any way what is the departmental policies and protocols and employee manuals, if you will, that have been set up in your space. But I also know we don't want just Stepford employees, all employees who just look the same, sound the same, show up, do the same, boom, just leave. No, these are people with whom we start to open up and share our lives. And this is an opportunity where you can challenge them to grow personally and challenge them to grow professionally. You know, as leaders, we role model values, hope, wise risk-taking, and compassion. And even though every leader is uniquely different, they share these common traits. Love, compassion, humility, wisdom, assertiveness, and many others. For a leader to create a positive work environment, it can't just always be a place that's comfortable, even though we have enjoyable relationships and even though we have some clarity about vision and purpose and we feel like we're contributing our talents and our time and our energy and our lives to something bigger than ourselves, it's even in that space we want to be challenged and we want to grow. Now here's chapter number four, the fourth contribution to why leadership matters. 
is can an organization be successful without healthy leaders? You see, what you contribute is yourself. You are the healthy leader. It's not just contributing vision and purpose and fostering an environment of hospitality and enjoyable relationships. And it's not just role modeling an environment and encouraging challenge and growth. But this organization is dependent upon you being healthy. Here's the question. Can an organization be successful? Pay attention to the language, my friends. Can an organization, a ministry, a church, or whatever, a family, can it be successful without healthy leaders? It's possible, I think. Depends on how you define success. Can an organization be healthy? Not successful. Can an organization be healthy without a healthy leader? I think that's much, much more challenging, if not impossible. Because culture is not something we build as much as it is something we role model. When I come to my workplace four, five, six days a week, I recognize that when I walk in, everyone there sees me as the leader. I am at the top of the organization. And I need to be able to role model hope, life, compassion, sympathy, connection, wisdom, joy. No matter what the circumstances may be or what the circumstance may call for, I need to be able to manage myself and bring myself to that place to be that kind of leader. You need to manage yourself to be that kind of leader. And it's not just external management skills. It's the work of the heart. It is leading from the heart. The love is genuine and people will know it. The generosity is genuine. People will know it. The attaboys, the words of affirmation are genuine and people will know it. You see, the fourth chapter and maybe the most important contribution that you make to a positive environment is yourself. It's not narcissistic, and I'm not talking about narcissism in any way. I'm asking for you to recognize that in many contexts of leadership, you're the thermostat, not the thermometer. You're not there to simply read the temperature of the environment. You are there to affect and contribute to the temperature of the environment. And so, yes, it does require a reading of the room. My thermostat at home can tell me what the temperature is in the room. But more importantly, it only reads the temperature so it knows when to adjust the temperature. The real purpose of the thermostat is to say, what kind of environment do you want? And I'm going to role model that, and I'm going to help us get there. You are the fourth contribution to creating a positive work environment. Vision and purpose, enjoyable relationships, challenge and growth, and yourself as a healthy leader. These are four powerful uh, ideas, realities, chapters that you can contribute to creating this positive work environment. Hey, friends, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Why Does Leadership Matter? Why Does Leadership Matter in this podcast episode? I'm so glad you're with me again. Hey, hope you have an amazing week, everybody. I really do. Hope you have a good week, productive week. When this week is faced with challenges, I hope you find the grit, the wisdom to overcome. Do it with your friends. Do it with your family. Do it with those that you love and admire. You have a great week, everybody. Talk to you soon. 